talking with this year's iPad App of the Year winners. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, today's going to be a bit of a fun interview uh, because we're back with some old friends who have a very new, very terrific designation. So first, let's welcome Terry and Chris back from uh, LumaFusion. Guys, welcome. It's great to see you both. Great to see you, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Thank you. Nice to see you. So we're here to talk about not a new version of the app and not new features or anything like that. We're talking about you all being designated or receiving the Apple's um, iPad of the iPad app of the year award for 2021. Congratulations. This is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It's wow. really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. You both had that stunned look in your eyes. I mean, because <laughs> I, I, when it, first of all, when I saw this, it's like, well, of course, you know, who deserves it more because you, you all have done such an amazing job. What were your reactions? Well, I mean, I, I, I think, wow, you know, without the platform that Apple has provided to us, I, I feel like, you know, we should be very thankful for that, first of all. But also, there are an amazing number of great apps on iPad, and the fact that they picked a video editor, and on top of that, LumaFusion, um, you know, it's really stunning and just a great feeling. Yeah, I mean, when you know, I always look back to when we started, and I, I think we, you know, we had a really distinct vision of what the app was, but I, I always envisioned it as something fairly small, something we'd be doing with a small community of users, and it would be something nice and fun, and we would, you know, do it almost as a side thing, and what it's become has become so much more than what we had envisioned in that sense, um, and, you know, it's a testament to everything we, you know, we and the team have done, but it is just amazing to get that recognition, and that's really exciting for us. Yeah, how many iPad apps are there? There's like, I don't know, two million or something like that. It's just <laughs> <laughs> certainly there are other people who also uh deserve the honor but we are so glad it's us <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i love honesty terry that's great um yeah and, and listen you know i'm not just saying this because it's you two here um but I, in a way it was no surprise to me I, i'm i also was a little surprised that they picked a video editing app but on the other hand, what you all have done with Luma LumaFusion is just staggering when it comes to the capabilities. And anybody that's listened to the interviews that we've done over the, over the time period you've been working on this, you just keep adding more and more amazing capabilities to an app that runs on an iPad. You know, it's not harness, harnessing the power of the Mac, it's harnessing the power of the iPad and unleashing all that creativity in a whole different way. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, it's amazing to see what's come along and what we've been able to take advantage of. And I think that's really the synergy there is that we were able to take advantage of what Apple provided. You know, the latest example is ProRes, you know, Apple adding that to its arsenal really opens up a whole new set of, you know, capabilities for people to do complete workflows through LumaFusion that they might have been, you know, reticent to try before because they didn't have that ProRes capability. And 
now we have it and it's just there and it runs beautifully. So, you know, other than you need a heck of a lot more storage. So, you know, but other than that, it's great. <laughs> well, they yeah, did well, put the external storage first and then, and then for OS, yeah, yeah. maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Terry, I think if, if memory serves, you and I met um, at a Showstoppers event in Las Vegas for, I think it was NAB. Wasn't that right? Yep. Yeah. And, yep. yeah. and then Chris, we met a little bit later. Um, but yeah, that, that first interview I did with Terry and folks, if you go back in the Mac voices archives, it's still there along with all the others and just <laughs> what you were doing even then was, was fascinating. And, and I know it made me want to go and play with it and see what I could do with it. And as time yeah. has passed, you've just in, increased and enhanced and, you know, made it a, a, a viable, very viable alternative to doing anything on the Mac. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, we, we take it seriously and we, we don't treat the iPad like a toy. And um, so, you know, we push it to the limits and, um, and, and then I take editing seriously. So the combination means we have something that's really very functional and full featured uh, on the iPad. So, yeah. Well, I I know when I first heard about video editing on the iPad, it's like, okay, that's great. You know, it's going to be great for a rough cut, but I'm going to want to polish it off in Final Cut and, you know, or, or do the rest of it there. And that's not yeah. the case with with this now. Uh, LumaFusion lets me do everything that I want to do on the iPad. Um, and and now with the, with the new enhancements to the iPad, I can plug in a keyboard. I can plug in a mouse uh, or pair of keyboard and mouse. Um, Chris, just what you said, you know, I've got plenty of external storage, which was always a concern if you're doing long form video. So mm -hmm. there's so many things that have just, yeah, Apple has, has done a great job of bringing these enhancements to the iPad, but you two have done just a phenomenal job of taking advantage of every one of those opportunities as they came along, adding them in and making your program even more valuable. Yeah. I, I think that is, yeah, the, I mean, it's like Christmas. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> No, you got. <laughs> I was like, you know, when they every announcement they do is like Christmas for us because um, we get right on the phone and like, okay, what can we do with this and how? What does that mean for video editing and how can, like, like there was there's features that come out that people don't even think about. You know, they're just like, oh, now they have persistent clip IDs in iPhoto and people are like, yeah, whatever. But for us, I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris, I think I called Chris and said, that means we can do, you know, how move just a project from device to device without the media and it'll relink up to the iPhoto media, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we can make that happen. So it is like sort of a Christmas present every time they bring something out with a little bit of thinking and planning, we can kind of get the, the most out of it. So I think, yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, I think our biggest problem is it's too many Christmas presents. They often have so many features. We have to, you know, pick and choose one or two, and it's like all the others are laying on the floor. I want to play with those, but we don't have time. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, this like is, all the AI stuff and things that are going on there. We have, oh, we have and that'll that'll all come, I'm sure. But, oh yeah, but it, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really interesting it's to hear you two talk about those those Christmas presents, if you will. Um, you know, where other developers maybe overlook them or don't look at them as opportunities and just, yeah, it's either one more thing I need to support or, yeah, I'll get around to it. You all have that enthusiasm to, to take advantage of them as quickly as possible. And, you know, 
the fact is, I think it's really interesting the fact that you see so many more opportunities with things you just you haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah there's loads to do. <laughs> and now we have so we have 18 people now, Chuck. Wow. We, we started out, you know, Chris and I, and then quickly added Andrew um, to do uh, testing back then. Now he's a support director, um, so he does actually QA and support. Um, he leads all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, now to have 18 people, half developers working in um, Salt Lake and the surrounding areas, and then all the marketing design and, uh, let's see, testing over here in Seattle. And it's kind of evenly divided, so we kind of have two equal teams uh, working. Well, I know Luma had been shown uh, or had been featured a couple times in some of the videos for some of the Apple events since the pandemic started. Um, and, you know, some of us, you know, we knew your faces and we recognized the interfaces that flashed by because those are always very fast-paced videos. But just being included in those, you know, maybe that was a, a portent of things to come. But, um, you know, it, it was great to see you getting that recognition that was so well-deserved. And this, yeah. you know, this just kind of tops it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those, it's been a great year. <laughs> Let's say <yeah>. that. <laughs> yes, some of those, you know, like the keynote back in in June was, you know, for the M1 iPad Pro, and that was like getting to peek at the Christmas presents before Christmas. So we <laughs> we got to work a little ahead of time and get something done, and that was really exciting. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think with the pandemic, Chuck. I mean, when I said it's been a great year, I meant only in terms of, of Luma Fusion and Luma Touch. It's, it's been a horrible year. But but I think what it's brought about is people are saying, hey, I've got, I'm at home more than normal. I have years and years of video footage and stories I want to put together. And it really makes us feel like, wow, this is a pandemic. Not everything is um, for certain. You know, people are getting lost that we really wish weren't getting lost. And it just, you know, having a tool like LumaFusion that's affordable, easy to learn, to use, um, just means that more people are doing that stuff. In fact, during the year of the pandemic, our daily active users of LumaFusion doubled. And, uh, and it's almost, I feel bad about it, but it's almost like if the pandemic gets worse, sales go up. Honestly, that's the way it works. And, um, and it, exactly a hundred percent mirrors mirrors the coronavirus in 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 reverse like worse coronavirus more more luma fusion i think and that's why we have stories to tell um that are important stories and they're not stories that you're going to have a professional tell they're just your personal stories that you want to get out there well I, mean, I, I take a couple things away from what you just said terry that to my way of thinking, first of all, that makes you two both uh, very admirable role models in what can be done, you know, even in uh, in the adverse circumstances. And the second one is just exactly what you were saying. You know, more people are finding this and using this as a tool that is approachable and usable. And, yeah, they have sometimes their tough stories to tell, but they're stories that they want to tell. And now they have a much more effective way to to tell them. And in a lot of ways, that's that has to be a lot of comfort, especially if, I mean, we're dancing all around it, but let's face it, a lot of those stories have to do with losing people. And it, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's got to be both cathartic to create those videos 
and cathartic to you know share those videos um, and not forget the people that have have been lost. So uh, it, it is kind of ironic that it's been good so good for for Luma. But on the other hand, it's it's great that you have been there to let people do that. Yeah, and I think yeah, Luma Fusion yeah. gives a real personal touch to that. You know, in a, a video I did for a, a friend who passed away. You know, it felt so nice to be able to sit there with all the video in the, in the library and look through those wonderful moments and, you know, actually just be able to sit there and work with other people to be able to put together something wonderful for that, you know, and not be at a desktop stuck there. And so I think LumaFusion really fits that model of a very personal way of editing in addition to all of its professional features. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did the same for uh, my, my sister's father-in-law um, when he passed, like, all the family just started putting their media on Dropbox and I could just, it was so seamless just to collect the media, put it together for them in um, a really personalized way and have a really quick turnaround because these are not <laughs> moments where you, where you have a lot of time to think about it really. Um, yeah. But I mean, that, that's, that's in the worst case. LumaFusion is used for a lot of happy things too. So <laughs> I don't oh. want to get, make a downer here, but <laughs> no, I, but, but you know, Terry, I don't think it is a downer. Um, if you have, I've, I've been through that losing someone, um, you know, senior members of, of our family. And I did not at the time that that happened, I did not have a tool like LumaFusion, but it is, I don't exactly, I, I forget exactly what word you use, Chris, but yeah, it is good to sit down with all those pictures. It 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 makes the burden easier. It you know because you are you are inundated with all the good memories, as opposed to you know the bad one that has just happened, and it makes you appreciate it a, a whole lot more. And you know, I, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm talking up LumaFusion too much, but on the other hand, yeah, I, I wish I had had that kind of tool at that time to ease that process. Um, because it was yeah, more... I mean, there's something about editing in general, um, you know, that you you are honoring a subject, whatever that subject is, and I know that as a professional editor, but I have the you know the skill and the and I've had years and years of using Final Cut and other professional editors, so I have that catharsis and that time to honor the subject. But having a tool that's easy to use and affordable for a lot of most people um means yeah people are enjoying a different kind of of honoring of a subject and a different kind of putting together their stories that it does feel really genuine it does feel very important when you're doing it and um that's just editing in general but the fact is now more people can enjoy that so i'm really proud of that i feel really passionate that um we are out there able to let people from all different walks of life, from all different countries, um, just be able to tell their own personal stories. And that's really meaningful to me as a, as a human being. So, yeah. And we've talked, the three of us have talked about how much more of a personal experience editing on the iPad is editing by touch, as opposed to uh, with a mouse or a trackpad or whatever. That you 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 feel like you get up up close and personal, or a bit more up close and personal with uh, the subject, whatever the subject is, good, bad, or indifferent, and so that kind of falls right in in line with what we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, I, I equate it to like if you you know some people say, oh, I want to use a pencil with the iPad, but I'm like, I just so want to touch that stuff because 
editing with a pencil is sort of like playing a piano with chopsticks or something. It's like separating me from the keys. <laughs> so I, I really, I'm just, yeah, I love touching the screen. <laughs> Chris, do you feel that way about, about the editing process? Yeah, I absolutely, you know, I'm not a great editor at all. I'm definitely, you know, a, a part-time editor, you know, <laughs> but I really do love the feeling of touch. The moment when you press down and a, the, the clip moves up with your finger and you drag it where you want it. There, there is something very personal about that that I like. And, and, you know, I, and I have used all the editors as well. I was using Premiere back in the old days in, in the early 90s when I was doing a plug-in for that. And, you know, those type of tools are powerful, but they've always felt the same and they felt a little disconnected. And so being connected to your media with LumaFusion has been a completely different feeling. And I love that. Yeah. And you know what I like? I've been thinking about this lately. Most professional editors, you know, when you, when you open a panel to do your effects or whatever, you get a small panel that pops up and you, it's kind of this looking at back and forth at things and lots of little sliders and knobs and whatever. But I like more and more the way you just double tap on a clip in the LumaFusion timeline and you have this whole world of possibilities. Like you have titling, if it's the right kind of clip or you have audio, if it has the clip has audio, you have an audio editor, you have EQ or you have color correction and effects, or you have this, it's like all these little worlds are opening up for you to dive into that single clip. And it allows you to really focus on that one thing that you're doing. Um, and that's just like, it's, it's a super fun experience. It's like, open, oh, I'm going to open this door and see what's in there. I'm going to do something in there and then open this door. It's really, I, I think that's fun. so fun. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny because it's one of those things that was born out of necessity. You know, when we first were designing, we just didn't have the space to have little panels of tools on the side. So we decided, oh, let's just open up to a separate editor. And it ended up being one of those things that became a key unique feature of, of LumaFusion. And I do, I, I agree. I think it really lets you focus on that one thing that you're working on rather than having to always picture it in the, in the bigger picture. And so, yeah, focus on that, then go back out to the bigger picture and see how it fits in. It's really nice. Yeah, It's, it's fun. funny you say that because I hadn't thought about that from the creative standpoint, that if I'm going to do a transition between clips, yes, I open the, the, you know, the, the transitions options and pick from that if I'm in Final Cut. But with Luma, you, you're right. You you do click that, and all these things pop up, and it's like, well, hey, I I don't need to do that. I could do that over there, and I've never done that before. And that may be you know just terrific, or it may be a big mistake. But I'm going to learn one way or the other, and yeah. and enhance my. And there's enhance, always undo. <laughs> and there's always, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, and I think in the you know. LumaFusion isn't done by any stretch of the imagination. Like in the future, we have things coming up that just bring it closer and closer to professional editing in the sense of the things that you can do, not in the sense that it's going to get all complicated and a bunch of menus everywhere. But for instance, you can open a, when you're color correcting, you can, you'll be able to open a scopes, waveform, vector, uh, and histogram. And you can, um, when you're working in keyframing, you can have the curve of the of your motion. You can adjust that, or you can adjust the speed of your motion and how it comes to a stop or how it starts. So there's just all these little details that are going to make it just that much more fun and that much more powerful. So like the whole goal is to get 
you know, when I'm editing, I like to think that the editing should disappear. Like I'm not one to cut on a beat. You know, I'd put the action on a beat rather than cut on a beat. And I, I would, um, I try to make the cuts actually disappear so that the story can come out. And you can't do that if you're, if you're making a move on a title or something and it comes in linearly and it comes to a hard stop. Any of those things that, you know, shock your brain are going to make you go, oh, I'm watching something. I'm, I'm becoming conscious of the fact that I'm watching something on a video. And that's the one thing you don't want to do as an editor. You want to you want to let your audience sink in to what you're telling them and get into the message and never give them the opportunity to become aware that they're watching something. Because even in movies, the minute you become aware, wow, I'm sitting in this theater, you think, oh, wow, I've wasted an hour of my life sitting in this theater. I'm starting to feel antsy. <laughs> or, you know, uh, but you, you want total immersion and, and really good editing just gives you the opportunity to to hide all the things that, that allow you to tell the story, how, how to move the story forward should be very seamless. Um, in the event you're telling a story that, that you want your reader or your viewer to, to stay in. Now there's editing for the sake of editing, like in YouTube videos, a lot of times you want someone to be impressed with your editing. That's your main goal. And so you maybe want to show jump cuts and all these things that are going to people that well, that was cool editing then maybe there's no message <laughs> so you know it's like different things but i think having the tools to allow you to get that immersion is what i think is really important for editing um so anything that has to do with better color so your your brain isn't sort of like oh that's not the right that doesn't look quite right or that didn't match that shot you know anything like that is is the important way for for lumifusion to go so that we can you know, compete with systems that have all those features. Um, so that's what we're up to the, over the coming time. <laughs> so things to look forward to. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash macvoices. As we approach the end of the year, you are probably reviewing your financial portfolio. If you're looking for a way to level that portfolio up, you might be looking for new ways to diversify. Why not think about cryptocurrency? Backed by the world's leading investors, Coinbase keeps your portfolio safe and secure while adding crypto into your mix. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. Plus, they offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. And now, as a Mac Voices listener or viewer, you can get a head start in your crypto journey. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash macvoices. Sign up at coinbase.com slash macvoices for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's Coinbase, C-O-I-N-E-B-A-S-E dot -E com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Coinbase for their support of MacVoices. I'm, I'm so glad that you used the example there of, of being taken out of the story in the movie theater, because I think we've all had that. Um, or we've had those experiences where suddenly it's two hours later and you want more. This, I mean, the movie's over and you still want more. 
Um, yeah, and, you're not and, ready to come out. <laughs> yeah, and and those are two very different experiences. And sometimes when we're having these discussions, I do get concerned that you know someone that is not that is thinking about getting into video but doesn't starts to look at the three of us and say, you know, it sounds like some kind of esoteric discipline where you have to go to Tibet to learn it. And it's like, <laughs> no, you know, that's that's not it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it is it is storytelling, plain and simple, and you know you have more tools and you become a better storyteller like anything else is there's that dirty word called practice you know there's nothing like practice it's true i mean but if you're telling a verbal story you've all heard people telling a ver verbal story that have a, a a language you know a problem like by saying um all the time or something like that it takes you out of the verbal story they're telling because once you start focusing on how many times they say, um, or how many times they say some other, you know, or whatever, um, or whatever, um, you know, it takes you out of the story. You can't be in the story anymore. And editing's just the same. It's just using your natural, like I, when I watch a video that one of, one of our team edits, I'm watching for those moments that make me um, forget what they're trying to tell me and make me think about their editing. I was like, that's a problem then. So it's not hard. It's just being paying attention, you know, realizing that there is a way to keep people watching and, and that you can be aware of that so that when you see a problem with it, you, you know, okay, something's not right here. I can go examine that closer. Was the cut too late? Was it too early? Was the color unexpected? Was the audio not the right level or the quality of the audio or whatever it is, you know, a lot, lots of things can take you out of the story. So. Chris, you're, you're the kind of the more technical side, I think of, of Luma Fusion. So when Terry comes to you and tries to express some of the things she's just expressed here, do you kind of groan and say, "Oh my God, here she goes again," <laughs> or do you do you say, "Yeah, I, I get it," you know, and I, I need to work to try to bring those tools to the fore and 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 give give the editors the tools to stay in that flow state. Well, you know, I I definitely bow to Terry's knowledge of editing for sure because I'm not like I said I'm not an editor, and she's proven time and time again that you know when she has an idea of how it should be done, you know she's she's usually right. Now, one of the nice things we have is a give and take where, um, you know, she'll come with an idea and I may not even fully understand what she's you know trying to say, and so I'll come back with maybe we'll come back with an initial implementation from engineering. And it's halfway there, but not quite right, you know. And so then we have a nice back and forth, but we'll keep refining it until we get to what we're looking for. And once in a while, we'll get it to entirely wrong the first try. And, you know, we'll put something down in, in code and it'll be like, well, that sounded good on, you know, when we were talking about it. But now that we're trying it, it's not. So, well, let's just start over and try a new path. And the nice thing is I think we're all very willing here to do that. And that's the important thing is that we're not, you know, so tied on a schedule, oh, we've got to release this feature by this quarter to make this number, you know, that's not how we work. Um, so that we're very open to saying, okay, this isn't quite right. Let's go back to the drawing board and do it right. And then come out with something we really all love. And I think that's, we're both in very much in agreement on that part of it. And so yeah, that works. I think, yeah, absolutely. And the, I've worked at other places where it's always someone's fault when something doesn't work right the first time, you know, I was like, well, Terry told me to do it that way. So I did it that way and she was wrong. Um, but we just don't do that because, uh, well, our experience tells us there you're lucky if you get it right the first time. 
And it takes a lot of getting feedback from uh, actual people that are going to use your software uh, to know for sure when you've gotten it right. Uh, so there's, you know, for simple things, you can probably do a really good guess and do it, do it right. But like when you get into something complex, like we're now we're working on multicam, it's a really complex idea that you get lots of clips in a small interface, which is the iPad or heaven knows what we'll do with the iPhone, but you know, a small interface lots of clips they have to sync together in different by different methods time code or audio or whatever and then you have to be able to tap to cut and then create a thing and that 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 has to be able to go on any timeline so there's like this complex process how can we bring that down are we going to get that right on the first try no not there's not a chance there's too many variables to get it right on the first try but what we do know is that we we try our hardest and then we try again and try again and we don't release things that we know are wrong. Like we just say it's not right yet. So yes, people might say, well, you said it was going to be out here. So we stop saying actually when, when things are going to be out because <laughs> we just know we're not, we don't want to put out something that's not right. That, that it's heartbreaking and not very fun. So yeah. Well, often, we've, so often we've used the example of you know the cake has to bake in the oven you know until it's done you know you can yeah you can pull it out halfway through and it's going to be terrible so you know I'd I'd much rather have you take an extra week month three months six months and have the feature work than to bring it out because unfortunately if you bring out a feature and it doesn't work then I may stop I don't know if I'll stop using the program but I'll stop use thinking about being able to use that feature and that's never yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to trust something that wrongs you <laughs> the first yeah. time, right? Chris, I'm sorry. I think yeah. I interrupted you. No, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think, I think I've actually lost my point. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm yeah. going to ask you to give us just a little peek behind the curtain here as to as to how this happens. I mean, did did one or both of you get a phone call from Tim Cook, or did you get an email, or how did you receive any advance notification? of the award how, how does that how does that happen or, or are you allowed to say yeah i mean they ask us to prepare for something that they didn't tell us what it was but they said you know we want you to prepare to be able to talk to i don't know if they said it was press they just said we need you know a, a script that you would say and here's the point you know you want to know how you know um what you what your year has been like how has the pandemic changed your business and you know a number of questions you answer in the script you know, okay we'll do that apple asks you do it right <laughs> and then i'll go get the award chris you can continue yeah. the story so, <laughs> so you know this started a month before we received it and they just said you know we have a press opportunity for you you know they don't say what it is um but two weeks before um the release they said you're going to be receiving something, um, and so Terry received this at her office with a personal hand delivered from an Apple employee, and it was in a box. It said "Do not open until further notice." And yeah, that's I still have the box. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they had us get on a Zoom call um, with all, with the other award winners um, in the app categories, and uh, then we were actually surprised by Tim Cook coming on the call, and we all got a chance to to talk with him about our apps and he, you know, had a nice something to say about each of the apps and we got to talk to him a little bit about it. And that was incredibly exciting. 
Oh, that's, that's, that was that shocking. Cool. We didn't yeah. expect him to show up. So I didn't prepare, you know, had someone even given me 15 minutes and said, you know, you're going to be able to talk to Tim Cook today. What will you say? I would have thought of something, you know, I would have thought deeply about what I wanted to say to Tim Cook. Right. But it was like, here he is. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is surprising. <laughs> uh, that's, I don't know that's, what I said. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, the rest of it's just obviously find out about these things through press releases or something popping up on the on the uh, the app store or whatever. So, you know, you you, we, you always wonder just what the experience is like for the award winners. So that that's that is great. I love though that they they end up and send you a box but don't open it until further notice. It's like okay, yeah, so what it was hand delivered. She showed up and then oh. and then she said, "Congratulations!" And I said. I haven't, I don't know what's in the box, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, but on the back it says, so I should see if I can show it to you. Oh, there we are. So there it says, um, yeah. iPad, iPad app of the year. App of the yeah. year, LumaFusion 2021. That's super heavy. This is like a solid block of something. Aluminum, probably. Yeah, yeah it's aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so it's it's been it's been a, a true pleasure for me to get to know both of you, to get to know the app, um, you know, to think back at least where my story started with you two, and what you were doing then. And, and frankly, Terry, I'm glad you said that because I didn't realize you'd grown to 18 people. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. I mean, it's it, it's been a few years, but it hasn't been that long, and that's quite a, a growth from just uh, a, a two person shop mm -hmm. to a full staff. Was that in 2018, maybe? Was that our Good. first NAB? I think, I so. I think it would have, Yeah, it would have been 18. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 17, yeah. but I think it would be 18, yeah. I'd have to go yeah. back and look, but yeah. So that's that's phenomenal. I, I, I do have to ask, um, sort of along the lines of one of the questions, like I say, Apple asked you to address. I mean, how have you expanded during the pandemic? Have you expanded your base, or has it stayed steady? Yeah, so we had, you know, our... Yeah, it has expanded. Our our customers grew. Um, our team has grown. You know, we've hired a number of people during the pandemic, and you know that's both exciting and challenging. You know, I I realize I'm not you know as good as I thought I was at communicating over <laughs> Zoom calls, and so I've had to adapt there. Um, you know, but that's what we all are doing is adapting and figuring out ways to make it work. You know, with what we have, and uh, you know that's been exciting. I mean, we have a few, we've had not very many, but a few times when we've met as a team and played a game like Among Us or something. I think we're going to do that again coming up this week, possibly. Um, yeah, and that that is a, like a moment to bring our team together and we just have food delivered to every person's house and like play a game together and laugh and it's fun. But there's people on our team I haven't met for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that's, I mean, first of all, that's sort of the nature now of the distributed work models and also especially of the pandemic that, you know, we're, we're yeah. all trying to figure out how to do this and, oh boy, some, some are figuring it out easier than others and some are never going to figure it out and some just insist on going back to the way it used to be, which is probably the most naive thing you could possibly do. At least in my opinion, you know, I, yes, would yeah. we, we, we'd all like to take a lot of the great things from the past, but it may be a while before, still before we can do that. So, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think some things have changed for good. And, you know, I think there's a, a balance between the two that should be a nice thing to find. You know, there's certainly going to be in our business will be continued flexibility for people to work from different locations and places that, you know, isn't going to change now that I wouldn't have envisioned a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, luckily we're in a, you know, luckily software is something you can do that with pretty well. And that, that does make it easier. Yeah. I just lucky. hope we run out of uh, Greek alphabet letters. Yeah, I, I hope that ends quickly. Yeah, that, that might be nice if that's the end of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we can count on it, but I'm, I'm hopeful <laughs> of something. Yeah. Hopefully it'll get progressively better anyway. <laughs> well, we can all hope so. We can all yeah. hope so. Um, so we want to let folks know where they can go to learn all about uh, LumaFusion and what it can do. And that would be, I guess, would guess the website would be the first place to start. And that website yeah. is? www.lumatouch.com. And actually, if you really want to learn and you want someone to be there live with you to answer questions or talk about your specific workflow, we do have uh, LumaTouch Academy now, which has uh, three trainers, uh, Glenn Mulcahy, Carolyn Scott, and Courtney Jones of three different disciplines. Um, Glenn is uh, Mojo or mobile journalism. Uh, Carolyn is, uh, she's a social media guru, and then Courtney Jones is filmmaker. And they have these two-hour courses online um, that you can sign up for. Excellent. Excellent. And that's, of course, all at lumatouch.com. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's right. Guys, thank you so much. It's, it's great to see you. I was most anxious to get on here and hear some of the stories and all, but but bottom line is congratulations it is so well deserved <laughs> thank you so much we thank appreciate you it. so much chuck and thanks for being there to highlight us every now and then and talk to us and it's been great oh it's been my pleasure been my pleasure <laughs> i hope you both well i know you're gonna have a terrific holiday because you've got that big blue thing sitting there that's so <laughs> the holiday season is going to be really good but i hope you have a, a great holiday with both of your families as well you too. Thank you. Thank you. It's too heavy to put on top of my tree, though. I'm just saying. It's not going to fit. <laughs> well, just take a picture of it, Terry, and get printed out nice, and then put that on top of the tree there. That's right. <laughs> Good idea. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is All Mac right. Voices. Thanks, we're, Jack. we're having way too much fun here. <laughs> um, go check out LumaFusion if you haven't before, and don't be intimidated by the fact that we keep using that, that word professional. Because this is a very, very accessible tool that you know you you can start simply with, and it gives you plenty of room to grow um, and do your projects, whether they're good, you know, good, ba good. Uh, what's I don't even know what the phrase is, but you know, whether they're positive or negative, there it's going to end up being net positive for you. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com 
bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.